With all the recent and growing hype about grass-fed meats, do you sometimes wonder, is pastured meat really better for you? And particularly when the meats from pastured animals are more expensive than regular supermarket meats, this is an important question to consider. Is it worth the extra cost? And what really are the differences between them? That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to episode 14 of Ask Dr. Emily, a weekly podcast where we explore the what, the why, and the how of health issues from a holistic perspective. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms to look out for and the root causes of various health conditions and the most effective and doable solutions for addressing them. Each episode will empower you with knowledge and inspire you towards achieving outstanding health naturally. Okay, so we're talking about grass-fed versus grain-fed meats. First, some definitions. What we typically call meats, whether they're factory-farmed, pasture-raised, or wild, come primarily from hoofed animals, hoofed land animals, that's ruminants and swine, and from birds. Ruminants are pure herbivores, meaning that they naturally eat only plants, predominantly greenery like grass, leaves, legume foliage, and other plant matter, and occasional seeds thrown in. Not on purpose, they just end up there and that's fine. Ruminants include all varieties of cows, bison, also known as buffalo, sheep, deer, elk, moose, goats, antelopes, giraffes, and chevrotains. And most ruminants have a four-chambered stomach, which is what makes it possible for them to subsist on all that greenery. And they have two-toed feet. Ruminant meat is usually what we are referring to when we say red meat. Now, swine includes both wild and domesticated pigs, hogs, boar, and peccaries. An example of peccaries is a javelina. And they are omnivores. They eat a wide variety of both plant and animal matter. And the meat from pigs, hogs, etc., is called pork and is often referred to as, quote, the other white meat, at least in the U.S. And birds, like swine, are omnivores. And they naturally eat a vastly varied diet, including grass, leaves, nuts, seeds, fruit, insects, Spiders, worms, snails, slugs, fish, small mammals, other birds, eggs, so much more. (laughs) I'll tell you, I have been raising chickens in my backyard for 10 years now, and I can attest, they will eat just about anything. And birds are the primary source of what we typically call white meat, which comes from poultry. Poultry is domesticated fowl, such as chickens, turkeys, ducks, and geese. And wild birds, or wild game birds, which includes partridge, pheasant, grouse, guinea fowl, quail, pigeons, and ostriches. And though, uh, but chickens and their eggs make up the vast majority of the poultry products consumed by humans worldwide. So there is this big variety, but mostly we eat chickens and their eggs. Now let's talk about how these animals are raised. There are two main ways that domesticated ruminants, swine, and birds are raised in order to provide meat for people. They are either pasture-raised, mostly on grass or mixed forage of grass and 
other uh, plant matter, or they are mostly grain fed in massive factory farms, also known as CAFOs, feedlots, or mega farms. And just going back for a moment to uh, pasture raised. So for ruminants, that means um, mixed forage of grasses and leguminous plants and weeds and greenery. For chickens and uh, I mean, for birds and for swine, it's um, it's they're pasture raised, but the pasture is um, augmented. So it's it's the grass and the weeds and the leguminous plants and all that. But then it's also um, insects and uh, seeds and nuts and fruit and animals and you know whole mixture. And part of why it's so important for um, for swine and birds to have pasture mixed pasture is so that they get that varied diet that they naturally thrive on. So anyway, um, let's talk about factory farms. So most of the meat available in supermarkets today comes from CAFOs. That stands for Concentrated Area Feeding Operations. Sounds romantic and lovely, doesn't it? Which are enormous commercial livestock operations, raising and slaughtering billions of animals each year in the U.S. alone. And unfortunately, CAFO animals' lives are characterized by a lot of um, really unfortunate um, characteristics, including stressful, overcrowded living conditions and little to no room to move around, limited fresh air and sunshine, and breathing polluted air from accumulated wastes. So they're in these crowded conditions, right? And they can't escape. They can't move away. And they poop and they pee where they stand. And that stuff all just sits there on the floor at their feet for hours and days at a time. And the ammonia from those wastes gets into the air and they breathe it. And because they're often in an enclosed space, then they don't that those uh, that air pollution doesn't clear as quickly as it would if they were you know out in a field and they're not as spread out as they would be in a field so also they don't have access to a field which would give them access not only to pasture but also to earth so particularly with birds they like to scratch and take dust baths and that's really good for them and in the CAFL operations they don't have access to that. They also, because of these other factors and living conditions, they have frequent infections. And because of that, they are given a steady diet of antibiotics. And then they are also given frequent injections with growth hormones to help them grow faster, which makes them market weight faster, which saves the producers money. Um, But then, you know, those hormones get into their meat and get into us. Um, And then what also gets into us is what they eat for their diet, which in a CAFO is a very unnatural and inflammatory diet. So in addition to feeding livestock an already unnatural diet, heavy in corn and soy, which bears little resemblance to their natural diet, Many large-scale feedlot operators will save money by feeding what's called byproduct feedstuffs. Sounds delicious, right? Um, These are mostly fed to cows, by the way, not to uh, swine and birds. Um, And in general, byproduct feedstuffs means waste products from the manufacture of human food, 
including sterilized municipal garbage, yum, and floor sweepings from factories that manufacture animal food, as well as candy. Candy products are fed to livestock, often still in their wrappers, including rejected gummy bears, lemon drops, and gum drops. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you picture a cow out, you know, in the pasture eating gum drops? <laughs> no. Uh, they also get fed bakery wastes, so that's stale bread and other pastry products from stores or bakeries. And these are often fed as received, meaning they don't remove the wrappers. They just throw them right in the bin and the cows just eat them right uh, as they are with the wrappers included. They also get fed potato waste. Um, and this is available in potato processing areas and includes rejected potatoes, which often are rotten or unripe, and French fries and potato chips, which include all kinds of inflammatory and rancid oils, which are really not great for the animals. And it includes cold fresh potatoes and potato waste straight from processing plants um, that often contain inedible or rotten potatoes. Um, so all that is also fed to cows. Also starch uh, from candy manufacturing waste. And again, also sometimes contains pieces of candy and pasta manufacturing waste. And then finally, the feed for CAFO animals can contain dead animals, such as roadkill, which, you know, especially for herbivores, is so unnatural and unhealthy and it causes a lot of inflammation in their systems and sickness. So these factors all add up together to create a lot of misery and sickness for the animals. And this then affects the meat that we eat. And because of how they're raised, the meat from the CAFO animals contains significant amounts of pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, GMOs, antibiotics, and growth hormones. And it is often contaminated with harmful bacteria, including salmonella, campylobacter, E. coli, enterococcus, and staphylococcus, all of which we consume when we eat that meat. So, you know, in... Uh, Another episode when I talked about those top four causes of diseases in humans, and one of them is infections, a huge source of that is infected meat. According to a study published in the scientific journal Clinical Infectious Diseases, almost half of the meat and poultry sold in the U.S. is contaminated by highly dangerous bacteria. Quote, Densely stocked industrial farms where food animals are steadily fed low doses of antibiotics are ideal breeding grounds for drug-resistant bacteria that move from animals to humans, according to the report. Antibiotics are the most important drugs that we have to treat certain infections. But when infections become resistant to three, four, five, even nine different antibiotics, like we saw in this study, that leaves physicians few options for treating these dangerous infections. And finally, because of the prevalence of infections in CAFO-raised meats, it is standard practice in the industry to wash the meats with chlorine-saturated water in order to kill bacteria. Now, this and other questionable practices in the U.S. has led to, or did lead to, an ongoing ban on U.S. meats by the European Union that's been in place since 1996. 
something to consider. Now, pasture-raised animals, by contrast, have, with a they have access to pasture, they have a more natural diet, they provide us with meat that is, according to numerous studies over the past 30 years, less inflammatory and more nutritious than CAFO meat, much more nutritious. It is less inflammatory because it has two to 10 times higher levels of omega-3, which is an anti-inflammatory fatty acid than CAFO meats and lower omega-6s, which is a pro-inflammatory fatty acid. The, they also have significantly fewer pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, and GMOs, minimal to no antibiotics or added hormones, vastly fewer instances of harmful infections because they have healthier living conditions, they don't get sick as often, and lower levels of toxins. For instance, arsenic, which is commonly used in CAFO poultry feed as a growth stimulant. So yeah, it seems like a good thing, right? Less arsenic. They are also, the pasture-raised meats are also more nutritious because they have a better quality protein and fat profile. They have increased levels of vitamins and antioxidants, including vitamins A, B, C, D, E, <laughs> and beta carotene. They contain more electrolytes, calcium, magnesium, potassium. They contain a lot more brain-boosting conjugated linoleic acid and a lot more heart-health-boosting alpha-linolenic acid and vaccinic acid. And all of those things add up together to make the pastured meats so much healthier for us. Plus, pasture-raised animals live a better quality life. So when we choose pastured meats, we are not only getting a much higher quality food for ourselves, we are supporting practices that improve the lives of millions of animals. And finally, let's talk just a little bit about environmental impacts. In addition to the many health benefits to us humans and to the quality of life benefits to the animals of pasturing, there are a number of environmental impacts to consider, and these can affect human health as well. For instance, according to the American Journal of Epidemiology, people who are exposed to farm chemicals have a much greater rate of Parkinson's disease. Whether they are farm workers who are working with or near the chemicals, or just people who happen to live nearby, exposure to farm chemicals such as Paraquat and the fungicide Meneb increases the risk of Parkinson's by 75%. And groundwater contamination from CAFO operations can affect people for many miles around, causing detrimental health effects for generations of families. So it's not just from eating CAFO meat that health is adversely affected, but also from the production of the meat. And those effects can be very long lasting in people and in the environment. So in conclusion, for the sake of your own health, the health of farm workers and neighboring communities, and the health and quality of life of the animals, pastured meats are vastly superior to factory farm meats. Pastured meats provide significantly more nutrients, better fat and protein profiles, and a much less inflammatory food than CAFO meats, and they are therefore a much better choice for helping you optimize your health and your family's health and improve your health span. That's the period of time in your life when you are healthy.
in my next article on the topic of pastured meats, I will dive into the environmental impacts of KFU meat production and the environmental benefits of raising livestock on pasture. Spoiler alert, it turns out that properly pasturing livestock, especially ruminants, could actually have a major impact in improving the environment and turning back the tide of climate change. Sounds too good to be true, <laughs> but it isn't. It's actually true. So stay tuned. Next week, I'm going to talk about that. And in the meantime, I hope you found this interesting and inspiring and helpful. And uh, I'll talk to you next week.